Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Q on Q. I'm so honored that you've decided to join me this week and listen to our podcast. Whether you've tuned into a previous episode or are a return listener, or whether you're listening for the first time, welcome. In Q on Q, I look forward to talking with you, sharing with you, and hopefully inspiring you in the days and weeks to come. In Q on Q, I'll be sharing about life, inspiration, music, family, and a little bit of everything in between. Well, it's hard to believe that this is episode four already. I'm so appreciative of all of you for downloading and subscribing and tuning in for your words of support, just for listening in as I share from my heart. So far, we've talked about inspiration, developing a focus for your year, and about selfless love. And this week, I'm going to dive into a topic that has really been weighing on me in the past few months and really up to a year. God has a special plan for each of our lives, and whether we realize it or not, we were born for a higher calling, tailor-made for just one person, us. It's not something that was thought of yesterday or last week or when you found out about it. When you were born, that calling was already on your life. And everything that's been in motion in the days, weeks, and years up until now was part of serving the purpose for fulfilling your calling. I've mentioned previously that my one word for 2021 is purpose, and often I hear people use words like purpose and talent and gift and calling interchangeably. And while they do work hand in hand to help you live out your life's mission, they aren't exactly the same. Our calling is something very particular that maybe uses gifts or talents that we have, and purpose expresses our giftedness, what we can bring to our calling. What I'd like to talk about today is how you can identify what your calling is, how to know whether you're living it out and serving in God's will for your life, and if you're not, steps you might be able to take to get there. Well, God designed us with certain interests and uh, skills that begin to show themselves as early as childhood. Think back to when you were younger. What really excited you? What types of things captured your attention and your imagination? Um, What kind of things brought joy to you or even broke your heart? As early as elementary school, I always said I wanted to be a teacher. Clear back to second, third grade. And here I am today, having taught over half of my life. And, you know, for a really long time, I thought that I was looking forward to achieving some big, elusive goal that was planned for me. I've always been sure of my faith, but for many years, there was always that underlying concern. What if I'm not following the right path? What if there's something I'm missing? What if I'm not in the right position? Or what if I'm not making the decisions I need to make to follow the path that is destined for me? In his book, My Utmost for His Highest, Oswald Chambers said, We have the idea that God is leading us toward a particular end or a desired goal, but he is not. It is the process, not the outcome, that is glorifying to God. Most of my jobs throughout my life have involved teaching. I taught an adult computer class uh, when I was in college. I taught private instrumental lessons for years. I've taught in a public school for 23 years. But in recent years, I felt tugged, and I felt like I was supposed to know Was I being tugged to do something different? Was I supposed to be in a different field or a different position or just doing something different with my life? And, you know, in recent months, it became very evident to me that it wasn't about the end result. It wasn't about making a drastic change or it wasn't about, um, you know, looking for a particular end product for me right now. 
It wasn't about one teaching position. It was never about just one concept or one subject. And I've begun to understand how God has placed gifts upon me. And when I earnestly seek his will for how I use those, those gifts and the purpose for them begin to manifest within my calling. And it's never about getting to an end point. It's all about the process. It's just like the old saying, never stop learning because life never stops teaching. You know, it's in the process of using our God-given gifts where he calls us, and in that we can glorify him. In Ephesians 2, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. But it's the verses before and after that that really set up and explain about how our faith and our trust in him helps determine those steps. The verses right before say, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. God has given us an amazing gift, the gift of salvation. And, you know, salvation is a gift of grace available to all and through faith in him. It has nothing to do with our worth our works, our deeds, our job, our merit, our accomplishments. It's by grace we are saved through faith. So again, it's in the process of using our God-given gifts where he calls us that we can glorify him. And you know, while we're on this journey, it's not the goal to reach some final destination where we fulfilled our calling. It's not like I'm going to get to the end of my teaching career and say, well, I've retired I'm done teaching. I'm not going to reach kids anymore. That, that's not the point. You know, I believe I have been called to teach, to reach, to share, to use the musical and teaching gifts that I've been given to be able to share a light with others. And this calling that we are fulfilling is not an end point. It's not like we look at it on a line and we're kind of tracing it and we see someday we're going to reach that end point where our calling finishes. It's a moment by moment striving to live out his purpose for our lives through that calling, to use what we've been given. It's to be who and where God wants us to be. And that's what it's like to be called and to live with purpose. If we focus too much on what we think the final goal is and fail to discover what we're called to do in the moment, I fear it can prevent us from simply enjoying the journey that God has put us on. Also, if we focus just on what came before us, like maybe our family business or whatever, or you know our conditions, our environment, and we feel we're destined to follow in that same path without earnestly seeking where God's calling us, we're, we're essentially allowing traditions or history or circumstance to cloud our own purpose and rob us of our own true calling. So how do we know that what we're doing is what we're called to do? Well, the first mistake a lot of people make is to make assumptions or to operate in what we think we're supposed to do. And when you do that, typically people don't pray about it. People don't consider godly and wise counsel of others, and they don't truly wait to hear from God. We might feel inclined to do things, but we need to live out the calling that has been prepared upon our lives. And, you know, Many of us make decisions, often major life decisions, and begin to operate in what we feel we're called to do. And then we continue to feel unhappy, unfulfilled. And why is that? Well, God wants to show us through the Holy Spirit what his plan is for us, what our calling is. You'll notice I didn't say that God wants you to pick something and then he'll say, yeah, that's okay. I've often thought how great it would be if we could just, you know, compose an email to God, you know, subject, guidance needed, subject, 
Hello, God. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately about what I'm doing with my life, uh, my career, my hobbies, my interests. Uh, am I doing what I'm supposed to? I'd appreciate a reply at your earliest convenience. Thanks and have a great day. Kind of crazy to think about, right? But you know, we can communicate with God, not just by email, but uh, he is waiting for us to enter a divine conversation with him, to seek him and his help to empty ourselves of our personal agendas and allow his voice to be abundantly clear to us. Maybe we should start by thanking him for all he's done for us and ask his will to be revealed in us. Your true calling in life is using the talents and gifts that God has endowed to you with great things for his kingdom in store and in the lives of others. And though we're not all called to be pastors or worship leaders or doctors or teachers or chefs or whatever it might be, No matter what your unique calling is, you are all called to love and serve in some form. Consider these verses. One of my absolute favorites, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Psalm 16, 11. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. You know, God has called all of us for works of service and to testify the good news of his grace. What that looks like for each of us is a little bit different. What's most important is that we are seeking and serving in his calling on our lives. You know, when we talk about our calling, we must be careful not to confuse and intertwine all of the terms that I mentioned earlier. All of us has been gifted, gifted with talents, talents that we can use to serve, you know, such as teaching, welding, writing, design, singing, sewing, so much more, whatever it might be. Your talents are what allow you to be successful in work, and in service and ministry. Your gifting is the spiritual area of your life that God has blessed you with. That might be evangelism, ministration, um, craftsmanship, discernment, leadership. The gifts we've been given help us fulfill the calling that God has on our lives. Each of us is gifted in a unique way. And since God is the giver of these gifts, how well we use them and our success is completely depending on him and how he uses them through us. When we identify and work in our calling, there's some things we must be very careful about. We must be certain to understand that our calling is not about us. Our talents and gifts are from God, and we must understand we are not called for personal success or gratification. We are called to glorify God and his kingdom and for the good of others. You know, when choosing a career or an important role, we must be sure not to confuse a position with a calling. Most of us confuse our work or our job with our calling. You know, in my life, for an example, you know, if I was to say my calling was to be a middle school music teacher, that's probably not accurate. My calling, I believe, is to teach and to reach 
especially young people at this age and all the people I come in contact with through using the gifts that I have been given. And, you know, sometimes they may be one and the same, like a pastor or a full-time ministry leader, but most of us have a job and a calling. What's important is how we use our calling, both in and out of our jobs. And this is where a lot of us struggle. We tend to sometimes separate, as I've heard said, the sacred and the secular. God didn't call us to keep our faith walk on a separate path from the rest of our lives. We are called always to serve, regardless of whether we're in or out of our careers. I believe I've been called to be a light in what can be a very dark world. My career is that of a teacher, but I have many other ways I live out my calling, from the videos I create to ministries I'm involved in to roles in the community. When choosing a career, a role in the community, or even a position of service in the church, we must also be careful not to pick something based on the fact that it gives us too much recognition. Okay, uh, I'm not saying recognition's bad, but we are to seek roles that allow God to work through us to serve others. And in these current times of what many call a very self-serving um, period, we must be careful not to be self-centered in our decisions, especially when it comes to our gifts and our talents and how we use them to support our calling. Every decision we make must pass through a filter, Okay, God's filter, first and foremost. Is this what he wants me to do? And am I using my talents and gifts to glorify him? I can't stress enough how important it is we make sure we aren't crafting what we feel our calling is. Our own thoughts, our circumstances, or even feelings can sometimes do that. In Proverbs 16.9, it says, Humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And as we serve others, we find our callings with, by, and in serving others. As I get into the last part of what I want to share today, let me preface by saying that this is not something all of us like to hear. When we're operating on our calling, we must be open to not only getting affirmation and guidance and wisdom from the Holy Spirit and those uh, in godly counsel, but also correction, feedback, and additional opportunities. We have to prepare to be fluid. God in his ultimate design places us in different seasons of life. And while it's fine for us to set goals and plans for the future, instead of worrying about tomorrow or next week or next year, remember this. God has you just where he wants you to be, and he'll work through you in that if you'll let him. Be sure to place emphasis on faithfully serving him where he's placed you, and he will make clear his plan for you. Remember that serving in your calling is a journey rather than a destination. Just as our lives are ever-changing and we change, he grows us, he refines us. It's the process, not a certain end point that is glorifying to God. While Jesus came to earth as a man, we have to remember we are made in his image. If we were created by him, each unique and by his workmanship, we can't truly know who we are until we know and understand him first. So how do you do that? Spend time in fellowship with him. Get into the scriptures. Study his word. Surround yourself with fellow believers. Most importantly, pray and be still and listen for his voice. It may not show up as an audible loud voice or something the size of a billboard or a loud message to you, but we must be open and ready to receive it. We must allow his spirit to fill us 
and reveal his truth to us. Focus on today and what you are currently doing. God will show you the steps as they need to be revealed. You can take practical steps to start this process. Besides things I've already mentioned, like reading the scriptures and seeking godly counsel of others and praying, don't hesitate to identify your spiritual gifts and your talents and ways that you can use those to serve the kingdom. Journal your way through the process. Sometimes people find it very helpful to make visible to yourself the things God has given you and how he speaks to you. And if you haven't identified what your calling is, don't worry. What God has for you will be revealed if you earnestly seek his will for your life. Your pathway was created by heaven, and only you can walk it. Your gift and your opportunities are available if you're willing to receive them. I'd love to hear how God has revealed your calling to you. Drop me a note and share your story with me. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Query Pro or through my website, brianquery.com, or our podcast website, qonq.com. Well, that's our show for this week. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for continuing to support this adventure. Next time, we're going to talk about life's playlist, something near and very dear to me, and that is music. Specifically, the way music has played an integral part in my life, and how I'm sure it's played an important role in yours. I'll be sharing my life's playlist with you and helping you identify a playlist for yourself as well. I really do appreciate you taking the time to tune in. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on cue.